Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Albert Einstein once said, The world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 78. I'm your Game Master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. So, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. Our group is in rough shape. We've narrowly escaped from the jail cell where Salim Akriat left us to die, and we managed to get back on board the Orient Express. We have approximately 100 hours to get back to London, find Makriat and one of the scrolls, in order to do a cleansing ritual. From what we've been told, we need to do this or else we will die. Also, it seems that Makriat must complete the same ritual as well, or else he too will be corrupted. Here's the thing. We're under the assumption that Makriat is also on this train with us. We're on one single train car that's headed straight through to London. Because of our last-minute ticket acquisition, we're all split up into different rooms, where we're sharing our rooms with four other strangers. Frank is in a room with Luigi Martinelli, a famous opera singer. Eldritch is in a room with Jack Gatling, a gossip columnist. Dr. Dawkins is in a room with Sir Robert Harrow, a minor politician. And Dr. Keith is in a room with Elena Costanza, a linguist. In addition to them, there are seven other passengers on the train car. Henry Matthew, probably saying that wrong, and his wife, Emanuela, a count and countess of Brucey, Kurt Grunig, a German industrialist, Amumu Haddad, Antiquities, Lord Michael Margrave, a baron of Blackpool, LaDonna Margarita del Garda, a Spanish aristocrat, and Kiyoshi Nakamura, a wealthy Japanese businessman. We're all aware that any one of these 11 passengers may in fact be Selim Makriat, because he's wearing a Sedefkar simulacrum, which lets him take on the appearance of any other person. It's also possible that Makriat could be impersonating anyone on the train. Needless to say, the paranoia, paranoia levels are high at this point. We managed to make small talk with our respective roommates, and they all seem perfectly legit. Eventually, we all gather in a dining car. We're eating our meal, make conversation. Soon the meal, though, soon after the meal, Jack Gatling becomes ill, as does Eldridge to a lesser degree. It turns out someone has put poison in our drinking water. Jack has it the worst, but we think he'll be okay as he was able to expel it out of the system in time. Same with Eldridge. While this is going on, Dr. Dawkins notices a strange pain in his left leg. It's as if his skin is being stretched very tight on his thigh. Nothing to be done about it, but Dr. Dawkins is monitoring it. As our evening is winding down, Dr. Keith catches a glimpse of a newspaper article that talks of a murder in a small shop in Islington. The man's name is Robert Osborne, and he's the proprietor of a men's clothing shop. This apparently happened a few days ago. That brings us up to date. All right. It's still evening. Um, all of those events have just taken place. Uh, we'll say it's about 10 p.m. Can I, I, I just, um, I, I forgot, I think I forgot to ask last time, but, um, but when Jeff said that it could be anyone on the train, that sort of reminded me. Um, 
are there any staff who are um, particular to the the carriage, the Calais carriage in which in which we're traveling? Uh, yes, like you would a have chef de train or some some stewards or something. That each, only work in that one? each uh each um train car uh will have like a conductor somebody who's in charge of it he's often the person that if you get up in the middle of the night he's sitting down at the very end uh you know has a little little area uh in case you need something um i also want to clarify that the calais car is one of the cars that is on this train there's a lot of other passengers in other cars. Yeah. Um, they're just not in your car. This is the only... There's actually two Calais. I think there's two... No. I might be thinking of something else. There's, there's one Calais that's going to go all the way through. The other train will have passengers getting off and on every stop. Because if, he, if he's going all the way to <clears throat> London, then he could theoretically... Not, he could theoretically be anyone on the train, but re reasonably we could narrow that down to anyone on the Calais car, which could be um, uh, passengers or staff. Well, the I think staff or crew. Uh, the whole train is going all the way to Paris, so the staff will be the same all the way to Paris. It's after Paris that the 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 Calais car will separate off and go to Calais. At that point, your assumption would probably be correct. At this point, he could be anyone on the train. Mm. It could just be someone from another carriage who just suddenly appears in the Calais car when we get to Paris. Um. Ah. Okay, well, I'm, uh, I think we should nonetheless quaint ourselves with the, the staff in the Calais car. Perhaps we should, um, I'm trying to remember, um, when, when he uses the, the similar lack room, does he have to actually kill the person that he's impersonating? I would imagine he would anyway. Yes. But if, if that's the case, perhaps we should look around to see, um, if there's anybody in the wait staff that, that might have been murdered and tucked away somewhere. <clears throat> well, if he, if he hid the body, we would have no way to know then. I mean, where would you hide a body if you murdered it? It would probably be in some storage compartment. Well, as, long as, as long as he could get the body off the train, yeah. it would be impossible to know, wouldn't it? Because he would just look like the person... But then the, the problem there is, how how do you surreptitiously skin a human being on a moving train without leaving any evidence or anyone noticing? True. How would he... He could have done it before the crewman got on the train, though, too. Could have done that, it in Constantinople. That could be true. Hmm. And he doesn't leave any evidence, so yeah, you're right about that. But the question is, would... would uh, know to to do that i mean i would imagine that he might have spotted us and decided to do something with that at the last moment but if if this has all been prophesied and he knew we were coming 
and, and we've been we've been followed and trailed all the way, then it might be that he's he's put things in motion that he's been planning for quite some time. But one thing that strikes me though is if he if he knew we were coming and had all this chance to to prepare and do all this stuff, then um, why hasn't he just got the scroll he needed in Constantinople? Why is it in London? Good question. Hmm. Wait, no, he he does have the scroll. I thought isn't the scroll part of the five? No, but he needs to uh, do that that ritual. I think he's <clears throat> is he looking for? I would imagine he's looking for that that the, the the last piece in order for him to do it. Otherwise, he would have been able to you know perform the ritual here in in Constantinople. Hmm. I was under the impression he had the scroll already. Hmm. Why don't you, um, uh, Frank, do a, a intelligence roll, idea roll. Forty is a pass. Okay. Uh, I'll just clarify. Um, logic would assume that somehow. Makriot learned about the Sedevkar simulacrum from something. So maybe he had found a scroll, which he might have had in London, which was before he set this whole thing up. He didn't ever know if he would succeed. All that Salim Makriot needed with the Sedevkar scroll was the scroll that allowed him to take control of the, the, the simulacrum. So now Makriot has control of the simulacrum, but he needs that other scroll to cleanse him of the whatever the curse is or whatever it is that causes the body to corrupt. So he's got to go back to London to get that scroll. They never had all five of the scrolls. Oh, you have one of them. I thought, so when we found the note in that scroll container I was under the impression that that all of the rest of the scrolls were all in that container then apparently not apparently okay. they only had a, had they did have the one that they needed though yeah okay so then that's his reason um am I uh, I'm imagining that I'm still in my room how am I feeling? You're you're starting to recover. Yeah. Did you take hit points of damage? Um, I don't know. I did not. I don't think you did. No. So you're you're starting to, your your stomach is starting to come around. Yeah. I was and you're probably actually hungry now because <laughs> you I lost just everything out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, uh, I am at because I know that uh, Dawkins said last episode that he'd be checking up on me. Yeah. Um, I'll just I'll tell him that I, I'm feeling better and that uh, if everyone's still in the dining car, I'll rejoin everybody. All right. So now, right. I'll um I'll see if we can get some some bread or something like that to help fill. fill oh yeah, and, the, and sop up the remainder of whatever. Yeah, I'm not feeling great, but uh, but I, but it's past. I can I can at least walk without uh without being in pain. So 
actually, um, I'll see if um, see if they can set him up with something to eat. But I'll I'll like to stand um, there and, and watch them prepare the food. Um, the chef de brigade is is still, you know, just just horrified that something like this actually happened on his train. Um, so of course, anything that you need. Uh, he'll have chef prepare a meal if you want to watch. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that plain bread would be easy enough for him to make or in order to, to provide, so that way I'm not in danger of being poisoned. Right. Or all of us are in danger of being poisoned if you guys decide to have some. How how about Jack? Did he survive? Okay, I don't think we ever gonna follow him. He's. Well, I, was gonna, he, I was checking on him as well. Okay. It, it, hit, it hit him a little harder, yeah. but uh, he's he's just resting now. He's he okay. seems to be okay. All right. I'll, I'll also do do the same. Um, just in case he's hungry, I'll, I'll bring him something to eat as well. Something that will help settle, settle his stomach. Get out of here before he wakes up, Dawkins. I can't handle him yammering nonstop. I I, I doubt he'll be yammering. He'll probably be. Resting for the most part. So, um, I then whisper to Dawkins, "Can we then clear him as Macriot?" I don't know. I'm still suspicious. I, I, th I think I suggested that last time, and Doctor Keith said that perhaps the simulacrum gives him the strength to negate any sort of poison, so it would be the perfect trick to get us to trust him. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, 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 that's, that's the problem, um, I say, because I, I imagine we're walking, so I, I sit down at the, at the dining table to chat with everybody else. Um, that's the problem, is that we don't know who it is. I, 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 I want to think that we can clear Jack, because he could provide useful information for us. He's a gossip. At the same time, did he poison himself on purpose to get us to trust him? After... Uh, right now, I say we don't trust anybody. And I'm... I agree with you. After I sided with the scribe, I won't even say his name, but after I sided with him, and he turned out to be an informant. I'm, I'm trusting your instincts uh, and my original instincts not to trust anyone. Well, similarly, I was wondering um, if we're going to sort of divide suspects into two tiers. Um, Amumu Haddad. It seems rather unlikely that um, a Middle Eastern antiquities dealer would um, travel incognito using the simulacrum by disguising, disguising himself as another Middle Eastern antiquities dealer. Um, Although, uh, he, he would be able to play the role perfectly, wouldn't he? I mean, unless he suspects that we would suspect, and that's, that's meant to throw us off. Exactly. You, you, you think you trust, think um, trust that this no might one. be a double 
or perhaps even triple bluff. <laughs> I I just think that it's someone. I think that the only way that we're going to be able to know is uh, reaction. Is that we talk to someone and we just we we gauge the because because he thought that we're dead. He thinks that we're dead. Oops. Except he knows now we're alive because he just tried to poison us. Did you know there's, there's one thing I've never thought to ask about the simulacrum, which I don't know if it was mentioned in um, um, the imaginative Diablo, but um, when someone is wearing the simulacrum and they are disguised as someone else, Obviously, they look like that person, but they're wearing the simulacrum. So what do they feel like? Does it feel like flesh? Or does it still feel like the simulacrum? That's an interesting question. We wouldn't know. Hmm. It does say that the, it's like armor. So maybe it does feel different. Maybe it feels hard. Because the the the, the, um, the 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 Crusaders were able to prize the sections off. But is the is 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 the, the skin component? Is that the perhaps the surface of it? Does it just have the appearance of skin, or is it skin? Does it feel like skin? That's a good question. One thing that we do know is that in a certain light, you can tell. Can you? I know you could tell um, when you say simulacrum was, was off, when it was just a statue. But doesn't it say in, uh, doesn't it say in the, I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> the image of the devil? Yeah, the image of the devil. Uh, that they were able to see the seams in a certain light. Did it now? It's been a while since I've read that. So that's how they were able to 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 pry it off. They found the weak points. If I was, if I remember correctly. Do an idea roll. I can do an idea roll. <clears throat> I barely passed seventy out of seventy. Okay. Um. Yeah, there was mentioned that there was like a glint of light under the right circumstances that you could see on the edges. However, you're also drawing it from a book that seemed, even as you were reading it, um, highly stylized. You know, this is uh, almost a mythology that was written. So, is everything in it accurate, or is just right? Remember, remember, it, it talked about some sort of dragon. Yeah, you had dragons and you had demons and you had all sorts of things that would go along. You've seen some strange things, but but a dragon, I'm not too sure. So, what do we do? What do we do? Um, How, I mean, to, to what extent? Did it? Did it? Did the book speak about the actual texture? Did it say that hey, this felt like didn't feel like skin. It felt like porcelain or or a uh, 
brother um, or something like that. Did, did it mention? Do an idea roll for memory, and I'll give you something. Oops. Uh, 26 out of 70. There was a reference. The reference was from Sedev Kar himself, who said that uh, when it was activated, it was soft like a baby's skin. Ah. Soft. Ah. Soft like a baby's skin. I, once, I'm once wondering. It's a description that he gives it. I'm, I'm wondering whether there also might be some sort of uh, limit on mass as well. I mean, would someone wearing the the um, simulacrum be able to wear the, the skin of a small child and pass for a small child? That would seem unlikely. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, that one I can, that one I will give you directly because when you were in the mosque, when Sedev, when, uh, when Makriyat actually acquired the, uh, the simulacrum, there was definitely a height and and size change as he morphed out. into it and morphed out of it. Yeah, he got more muscular and more and taller. He looks regal. That was the words that Tom used. But maybe it's the most beautiful person on the train as I look over at uh, the women. Me. Yes! Both of you! It's been Dr. Keith the whole time. Trust no one. Can I clarify that, Tom? Did you say, did he adapt to the statue piece, or did the statue piece adapt to him? Um, at, uh, when, when he first merged with it, the Sedevkar simulacrum was actually larger than he was, and he sort of melded into it, and then the Sedevkar itself sort of melded itself into his size, and then they separated again, and it was uh, it was definitely some sort of a, a ch change. You could you could oh, surmise in that, that, in that case. My, I mean, my, my question still stands: Could he wear the skin if he wore the skin of someone smaller than him? Would that work? Because he's still inside the simulacrum, isn't he? I mean, can can the simulacrum? Um, Appear to be someone smaller than the wearer. Probably not, but it could adapt to him being bigger. Hmm. What about gender? Does it would that matter? I don't think so, because if, if the if the if if he can change into anybody as long as they're kind of his size. I'll, I'll give you this to consider. Also, your experience with the Sedevkar simulacrum. It seemed to be able to adapt to anyone that looked at it. Mm, okay. Oh, and he does. He plans on using it to infiltrate the the royalty in Britain. So, what does that mean? Does that mean the king? Does that mean the queen? Does that mean a prince? Oh, the queen. So, if he plans on becoming the queen, it means he plans on becoming a, a woman. Hang on, hang on. Nineteen twenty-three. That that would be a king. king. Yeah, it's King uh, with, um, Edward the Sixth. Yeah, because Elizabeth is a Elizabeth is a young girl at this time. If I'm if I'm correct, you know better than I would. Oh no, hang on. Edward the Seventh died in 
least remembers the uh, World War II. That's why I'm only saying that she was probably a young girl. Because she says she remembers the, uh, the war. George the Fifth, wouldn't it? I don't, I don't know. I don't live in Britain. I, I, didn't, I didn't take British history. I took American history, unfortunately. I think, I, that sounds right to me. And we barely know of American history. Exactly. I think it was. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. 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 I am um, staunchly anti-monarchist, so I'm, I'm not really big on this. I think it was George the Fifth. I think it goes Edward George. Let's say it's George. It was I'm Edward, looking at that. Edward Edward the Seventh, George the Fifth, then um, Edward the Nazi. Oh yes. Okay, because he was a Nazi. Mm -hmm. He was a Nazi. He was a legit, he, he was a Nazi sympathizer. He was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. Just say that again. He was a Nazi. Yeah. Didn't he go to Berlin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, like, there's, there's there's film footage of him getting the now queen to do the. I'm not going to do it, but the, <laughs> you know the Nazi wave. The high five. Well, it used to be called a Nazi salute. Now I think it's called an alt right wave. Now, jeez, <laughs> you've had a lot of monarchs. Yeah, there's loads of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go all the way back to the crap. Where's the modern? And then there was, there was that. There if, was I that look at, if I just look up, horse became king for a couple of weeks as well. That was a bit embarrassing. But... Alexa, up... Alexa, who was the monarch in George V? No, wait. George V is the in 1920. He ends, and then no wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. George V would have been from 1910 to 1930 something. 34 or 36. Why does it say 19, 1910 to 1920? It's George the, it is George V. 1910 to 1936 was his reign. 36. And then so who was it who married Simpson? Edward VIII, the Nazi. Edward the Nazi. Yep. He, he was a Nazi. He abdicated. Edward, okay. Edward VIII was king for a year. Because he, because he was a Nazi. Yeah, he was king so, for a year. So it's currently George V. Okay. Yes. So he plans on becoming George V. <laughs> All right. We don't care how he ties his shoes. This bit's going to get cut. Which <laughs> <laughs> is going to come Why, right back in. Is there anybody that would possibly object to that historical I'm, I'm leaving there. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an established historical fact. All right, <clears throat> back on the subject. Okay, he plans on becoming George V. Or one of the princes, or one of the, or, or the queen, or someone. He plans on becoming someone and assuming their form. Which means that he could transform into literally anybody. He doesn't, I don't think he needs, uh, ne I don't think he necessarily needs skin. Um, or someone else's skin, but he can just... He could become someone completely brand new. Just I thought, I thought the skin was an inherent part of it. No, oh, I'm pretty sure that by wearing the Sedevkar simulacrum, you can just become. 
Like, if he were looking at me, he could, could become me. Well, that's disturbing. Um, I think, didn't you just clarify that at the beginning of the game? Didn't you just... Didn't Wayne just say that and you said he had to kill him? Because that's what yes. we're talking well, about. I, I'm I'm clarifying what you what you've been told in the past. You that don't he, necessarily know. I'm not necessarily going to tell you the truth. Okay, yeah. No, but based I'm, on not, I'm not going know. to lie to well, you. I mean, you, you, you didn't didn't necessarily. You don't necessarily have to kill them. You just have to cut their skin off. <laughs> I mean, they could. They might They might theoretically be alive for a while after that's happened. Or maybe what what. Tom was mentioning was I try not to metagame here much, but just but just for clarification, maybe he was saying like, oh, wouldn't it be weird if there were two of the same person just walking around the train and they both notice each other? Like right. one would have to die in order to not be like, there's I see me walking around. There's an imposter. Yeah, there's a doppelganger. He's just walking around. But if he killed me and threw me out the window, he could just assume my form and just walk around and be me. He wouldn't know everything about me, but he would be me. Like our password? But like our password. That you didn't get last time. Hey, hey I, I said many different things. I, I, I would like you all to roll an idea roll. And if any of you get an extreme, I will give you... The slightest hint. <laughs> I did not get an extreme. I got uh, no. I did. I got a nine out of eighty. Oh, excellent. I got a nineteen out of eighty. So you extreme. got a better score. Consider Fenelix's use of the simulacrum. What you know. Well, his his primary interest was was um, protecting himself from sunlight. It was also immortality. Yes. He's immortal anyway, though. He's a, a vampire. Mm -hmm. But. Uh... But he only, but he became, I thought he became that way because of the corruption given by the simulacrum. He wore it and he didn't have the cleansing ritual, and thus his body began to rot away, maybe then turning him into Nosferatu. Hmm. Corrupting, changing what was once human into something that's not, an abomination of humanity. Unless I'm completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, that may have not been his intent at all. Could you then, I wonder, I, I assume that it would be possible to, to wear the simulacrum and still look like yourself. Because that's, that's what... Um, essentially what Macriot did, wasn't it? He put on the simulacrum and then we spoke to him afterwards and he still looked like himself. Well, and Fanelic also wore it, but he didn't 
change. It just was him. It was just himself. Unless maybe in the past. Other, other abilities other than simply disguising one's, one's appearance. Among them, immortality. And... Um, it functions like a suit of armor as well, to an extent. And it gave, uh, in the image of the devil, it gave him strength. He took on five, or yeah, five. Quite, quite so. Crusaders yes. by himself. Pretty much by himself. It's quite a nifty bit of kit, really, isn't it? Dangerous. So. Um... Well, I mean, if we, you see, if we offer a, on the assumption that anyone could be him, um, that comes in itself rather, rather limiting. Um, yeah. We don't know the past of the people on the train. We know our past, but we don't know theirs. Well, I, I think perhaps we should we should um, get to know some of the people on the on on the train. I'll be honest. Right now, my biggest concern is just getting through tonight. Well, we're, yeah, we're sleeping with strangers. There's no telling. We're sleeping with strangers for two days, three days. If, if we if we were poisoned, if they, if they, sorry, if, they, well, if Eldridge was poisoned. Doesn't that suggest that he's one of the staff? Not necessarily. I mean, he already could have just paid one of the staff to do it. But... Or, because uh, was it set down on our table, or was it set on like a, a, like a community table, and people were just walking over to it and pouring a drink? It was only on your table. Nobody else had such a thing. Okay. So either he's well, he's part of the staff. Well, was everyone that we know of in the car with us? Because he could have just walked out at one point, like the Baron did. <coughs> like the Baron did, and he could have just walked out and just assumed a new form. Came out. Gave us the picture, walked away, changed again. The Baron did leave, if I am correct. He left because of something wrong with him. Am I misremembering this, Tom? I know this was only last week. I should be able to remember. Um, I'm not sure I can remember either. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> About this time, as you guys are sitting there, we're going to say it's around oh, 10.30 in the evening. Uh, some people have left. Some people come back. One of the people that left, oh, 15 or 20 minutes ago, um, was uh, Luigi Martinelli. Well, Luigi appears back at the door to the salon and looks around for a moment, and he sees you, Frank. And he smiles, and he comes over to where you are. 
and he says, uh, "Excuse me, um, uh, Signore Frank, uh, uh, may I may I speak with you for just a moment?" Yeah, I, I look around a little nervously, and I said, "Yes, sir." I um. I do not know. I, I, I need to ask you a, a favor, you see. Um, uh, remember that uh, Martinelli is kind of big. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, I am uh, having a trouble getting up onto the, uh, the upper berth. Would you, por favore, please consider switching bunks with me? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Are we... Oh. Muchas, not muchas gracias, not <laughs> Spanish. Uh, I, uh, are we allowed? Are we going to get in trouble for this? Right? No, 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 no. Then nobody cares. We are in the same. We're not switching rooms. We're just switching the bed arrangement. Because I'll be honest with you, I was actually wondering if I could switch rooms with one of my friends. Well, that that is, of course, up to the train people. But uh, um, Do, I don't have to know. Well, you'd have to discuss it with one of the other people. And, of course, they're probably already unpacked and everything is in their place. And, you can but, have my uh, room for me. I am very, very happy that you have allowed me to switch bunks with you. Grazie. And he, he bows. He says, I'm sorry to bother you. And he goes back. Well, let, let me just ask before you leave. If that were to come up, say, tomorrow night, would you be opposed to that? Uh, to move it to another room? Or um, have somebody move into room, take my place? Um, I'm, I don't, I don't care. No. Then yes, the bunk, bottom bunk is yours. Oh, grazie, grazie. So he goes, he goes away. Can I ask you a question about that, though? Mm-hmm. Um, last game, you, he, Martinelli was talking with me in, the, in our cabin. We were getting to know each other. And I'm pretty sure he said he was planning on singing with I'm going to say it wrong. I want to say Cavatappi, but that's possible. Caterina Cavallaro. Caterina. He said he was going to sing with her. Mm -hmm. She never got her lungs back. She can't sing. Correct. So he doesn't know that. He doesn't know. Okay. Thanks. It may not be... To be perfectly honest and straightforward, I was hoping to have a conversation with you and <laughs> your character. What? Oh my God! What do you mean? She can't say, you know. But <laughs> you kept it to yourself, so yeah. I respect okay. that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come back. Um, so Eldridge, maybe if we survive the night, maybe we can match up Luigi and Jack together in the same room. That would be incredible. I don't want to sleep with him tonight. Period. I feel like he'll wake up after being poisoned. I don't know why you people are thinking it was Macriette poison. Maybe I poisoned him just to shut him up. (laughs) Like I said, he could be useful, but at the same time, I don't think I want to go through dealing with all of that. Also, he could be Macriette, but it's more along the lines that he talks to me. And just talks and talks nonstop. Is there anything that would prevent us from sleeping out here tonight? Other than discomfort? 
I don't think that the train would like personal protocol, maybe uh, hygiene. Staff probably don't want the guests sleeping around like hobos. Because this chair is mighty comfortable. Yes, but we are out in the open. What if we're out in the open together? What if we pretend this was uh, camping and one or two of us stays out to keep watch and we take shifts, keep an eye on one another? I have. Mm -hmm. I am adept at not sleeping, so. That shouldn't be a problem for me staying up all night. I just, I just you know, can't. Maybe, maybe uh, four hours apiece. You know, each of us get a, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get a full night's sleep, but in, in you know, pieces and segments. I just can't get it through my, my, I don't know what the right word is, but, um, if I fall asleep and Luigi is my yeah, that's all I need to do is just slip my throat. True. But think of it like this, though, Frank. If Macriot were Luigi or Jack or any any one of them, and we were in the same room, slitting our throat in the room means that he's Macriot. It, it also means that he would be um, the, the immediate suspect. We're also um, assuming that, that the train would be stopped and delayed. He wouldn't get there within the, the 100 hours. We're also assuming that Macriat is working alone. True. We think that the cult disintegrated because Macriat killed their leader and, and the, the, the ghost scared everybody away. And of course the raid, but we don't know that some didn't get out and some are in fact loyal to Akriyai. Well, that that would put the uh, that Haddad bloke squarely in the frame, wouldn't it? As the as the most likely um, person to be a member of the cult. True. I mean, uh, uh, Tom is he Turkish or is he Egyptian? Egyptian I believe, isn't he? Um. Everybody keeps calling him Egyptian. Yeah, but that could just be 1920s <laughs> white people. <laughs> you are you are correct. He's brown. He's Egyptian. Right now, he's uh, he wore a fez, so that makes me. Uh, in the photo he showed, or in the description that you gave us, he was wearing a fez. So mm -hmm. that makes me think. But then again, Moroccans also wore fezes, so it could be Moroccan. It's extremely popular headgear right now. Yeah. So, <sighs> but that would put it, if if part of the skinless cult were here, he would be a leading suspect. I mean, that's a good point for the sake that even like one of the waiters could be part of the cult, just the same as the way they, because they had infiltrated everything else. Police force, so they, they might still have some loyalties to their new leader. Hmm. That's true. Does that explain how he managed to to um, 
poison the, uh, yeah. the food. Yeah. Mark Riat could have just given the instruction to poison us and mm -hmm. never have left the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, uh, but then again, he also may have not given us the poison to kill us. He may have given us the poison to delay us, to incapacitate us. We're, we're sick. We can't do anything. We can't stop him. Possibly just, just to, to, to discombobulate us, to, to um, well, cause us to be if that, if that on, was overly the, on our guard. If that was the case, then that would be a foolish move on his behalf. It would have been better for him to lay low and then on the final day, when we're getting close, poison us, make us sick, delay us, and then he's home free. Now, right now, we, we're suspecting even further that, hey, we've been poisoned or one of our numbers have been poisoned. And now we're going to be on the lookout for him. You know, Dr. Dawkins, that's a good point. Why would he poison us this early in the trip? Maybe it's not Makriat. Everyone do a constitution roll, please. Uh, 14. That's a fail. 14 out of 15. 25 out of 45. Frank? My constitution is 70, and I rolled a 70. Oh, nice. So I'm the only one. Oh, boy. Continue. <laughs> Now they just made us even more nervous. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm top terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. Speaking uh, of which, can I, can I just quickly clarify, Dr. Dawkins, did you share with us your leg issue? I don't remember. Um, no, but you would probably see me sort of uh, favor my other leg, you know, more, uh, especially if it's actually painting me when I'm walking. Eldritch, okay. um, as you're sitting there talking and discussing these things, you find yourself itching your, your right arm, okay? And as your conversation continues and you find yourself itching it, it, it just all of a sudden dawns on you that there's, there's something really weird on your arm. And you look down. And there is a patch of really coarse hairs that are growing on your arm, like uh, almost like beard stubble, but thicker. What the hell? And I just like roll up my sleeve and reveal this. I'll take a look at it. It looks yeah. really weird. Looks like pigskin. I. Oh. I kind of make a. I make a face. Kind of like the face I'm making now. Because uh, <laughs> I say. Uh, I 
think this is the beginning of us, you know. Yeah, the corruption that's happening on my arm. Strange. Well, now that you mention it, I, I, now I will actually mention um, I have something not exactly the same, but something similarly strange happening with my leg. I won't show you guys out here. It's not that it wouldn't be proper. I start itching my other arm. Actually, it would be a, a, a natural psychological uh, thing for you all to suddenly feel itching all over wherever. Just, oh shit. <laughs> it's not really there, but it's sympathetic to the other. All right. Do you want to continue the, the your discussion? The correct medical or? term for that is, is um, cooties. Yes. You need, well, never, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, so what do you want to do now? It's now about 11 o'clock. You know that the train is going to be pulling into, um, you're, you're about to leave Turkey. And uh, you should be pulling into a little town where the uh, uh, where the you know the the people who check your passports will get on. Uh, you're exiting Turkey and entering Bulgaria, I believe. Yeah, that should happen correct. within the next half an hour. These are little towns on the way. Your next big stop is Sofia. But that's not until tomorrow. You guys had mentioned that you were going to... What, what, what are you going to do for sleeping? It depends on what everybody else wants to do. Um, I suggested the, the idea of doing the... Um, standing on watch um and i guess every few minutes checking up on people um, i am not adverse to that i think it's a good idea i i find it highly unlikely that he would sabotage his own trip by openly murdering us, one of us in that way. Um, couldn't he? Couldn't he? Let's say he kills me. Let's say Luigi kills me, tosses me out the window. He could then take my form. Right. And then you're a suspect in the disappearance of Luigi. But I mean, he. I could just say no. I haven't seen Luigi. He left early this morning. He said he was going up to the other end of the car. It would be just be a constant. But it yeah, would at the very least arouse our suspicion. Mm -hmm. Remember that Macriot organized all of this. He played us like we were nothing. I don't think he'd be so careless 
that's why I, that's why I said, what if it's not Macriot at all? What if it's just someone else? And and yet he just tried to poison us. So I don't but think we, he's necessarily concerned but what if it's, about. But what if it's not Macriot? What if someone else tried to poison us that has nothing to do with Macriot? Yeah, I mean, the, for all we know, really, the the poisoning could be just. Um, a complete coincidence, an accident. A red herring. Or it could have been meant for Jack. Mm. Maybe Jack sat with us. Yeah, it certainly seems that. I mean, it's a, if, if, um, if he's here to get the dirty on people, then that gives, it gives a number of people the, a reason. Who knows who bears a grudge against a chap like that? Frank's getting frustrated. Why is Frank getting frustrated? I, I look at Frank and I say, I can tell that you're distressed. I'm good no, with I just, people. I, I just, uh, we're, we're, we're talking in circles, and for every theory that gets tossed out, one or more of us can think of an alternative theory. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to bed. It's pretty much. It's just a matter of just getting through tonight, I think, and just hope for the best. I think every plane we come up with is just foiled. If we split, if 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 we if you can some if you and me can somehow convince uh, Jack to switch over with Luigi, then you and me are fine. But that leaves uh, Dawkins and Keith, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't think I think Keith is alone. Period. I, 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 I think that, um, A, I'm, I'm not overly suspicious of the woman with whom I'm sharing a room, and B, culturally, um, I don't think Macriat would disguise himself as a woman. I was thinking the same thing, but we might be wrong. But, um, if I'm behaving oddly in the morning and uh, Miss Constanza is missing, then um, by all means, set about me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, then I'm going to bed too. And I'm going to head off to bed. I think I'm fine, I say as I leave, because Jack's up in the bed, clutching his stomach, poisoned. Okay. Me and you, Dr. Dawkins. So, Eldridge, you're going to go to bed. Elizabeth, you're going to go to bed. Yes. And pop, pop Dawkins and Frank are going to stay in the... What you, what are, you, are you going to stay in the salon car? We are. I, I would say about... I mean, 10 or 15 minutes, I'll walk around and um, peer into um, Keith's okay. and Eldridge's uh, car. Okay. All right. So uh, at 10, at 11.25 p.m., the train pulls into the, the, the Frontier Station uh, where the... Uh, the gentlemen get on, the, the, the guards get on who are going to check the passports. Um, you don't have to be involved in that at all. Those passports are checked by the 
the chef de brigade who has all of the passports for the passengers and they check them without you know bothering the people who are asleep um i would like dawkins since you're kind of walking around and sticking your nose into places go ahead and do a spot hidden roll Sorry, I got a 22. 22 out of 50. Okay, so uh, good, good. That's a hard, hard roll. Um, as you're, you're walking around, the train has come to a stop, and it only stops here for 10 minutes at the most, maybe maybe 15. Um, you, you hear a conversation... Uh, taking place at the junction between the two cars, uh, the chef de brigade and uh, another uh, employee. Um, you can't see who it is, but he's asking, "Do you do you have French?" No, I don't. Okay, but I was going to say since we've been playing around with French for so long, perhaps I have. Well, it's really only been a few weeks. So, <laughs> um, however, uh, like you're conversing in French, and you're able to make out just you 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 get the impression that somebody is asking the chef de brigade uh, if he can uh, exit the train for a few minutes, and permission is granted because you see the chef de brigade then go back about his business and this person whoever it was leaves the train what do you want to do um i'm not going to get off the train but i will try to position myself to get a, a better look at the individual getting off well you could actually just look out the window the nearest okay. window yeah um the person that you see it's kind of dark well, it's more than kind of dark, but it's dark. But um, you are pretty sure, after just a couple of seconds, that the person who got off the train was the Calais car conductor, who I think you probably know by now is named Emile. Okay. You see him go into the uh, the telegraph office he's in there for a couple of minutes and then you see him come running back to the train and get back on okay so here's here's a question um how long do we have before the train uh, moves on maybe 10 minutes um i would like to go to the um I'd like to go to the, the, the uh, telegram office and um, I want to, I guess, pretend to, to send out a telegram, but I do want to see uh, if I can spot any sort of message that he might have left. All right. Um, uh, you go there. There's just one person on duty at the telegraph office and... Uh, he, he, you can't like see a message or anything like that, but you are still in uh, in the the uh, what part of the country is this? You're well, 
you're on the border of Turkey and, uh, and okay. Bulgaria. Um, you want to send a message to someone? Well, yeah, I, I will send it out to um, Bellows um, and let him know that basically the message will say, all is well. Um, our vacation is going uh, to plan. You're making up a, yeah, okay, you're making something, making something up. up or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess I, um, now when I, when I write, write out this or when I tell the, the guy at the telegram office this message, is he typing it out? Is he writing, writing it down on a scrap? I think that you write it on a piece, on a form, and then he transmits it. So while you are filling well, out your form. If he's, that, that, that's an interesting question um, I've got. So if, if we're filling out the form, that would mean that um, the fellow who, who just left would have had to use the form too. So he, had a, he had his own form. It's a single form. However, as you are filling out your form, the telegraph man is now sending the form, sending the message that he just got from Emil. All right. See if I can try to spot that. Oh, that is 40 out of 50, so not a okay. hard. So as you're doing this, you're sort of leaning on the... You're leaning on the desk as you're you're writing, and you're leaning over and you're looking. You're taking a, a look at what what the the guy is transmitting. The message says this: urgent. Join S O E stop. Zero three two zero stop. M. Okay, I think I can remember that. Write that down, though. Do I, you want me to repeat it? Yeah. Urgent. Join S O E stop. Zero three two zero stop M. Question mm -hmm. Is it M as in E M or M as in the letter M? Just the letter M. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll send, uh, I'll give them the money that, that's needed for the telegram and I'll send my false telegram. And um, I'll head back on to the, uh, on board to the train, so. All right. <clears throat> As you are heading back to the train out of the corner of your eye you notice that someone just a little ways down on the train was peeking out at you 
they pulled their head in really quickly. You don't know who it was. All right. Am I walking towards that that area anyway? No, yes. you're walking. You're walking towards your car, the Calais car. And this guy was um... a few cars down. Okay. All right. I know that I'm being watched. I'll um, head back to our car and I will share um, what I've learned with uh, Frank. Okay. Wow, that's big news. This guy that was watching, was he on the train or was he just on the platform? He was on the train. Did, did you see Emil get back on the train? Yes, he I did. Remember, yeah, I remember. He so. didn't leave the train until he saw that guy get back on. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What do you think SOEs stand for? Son of a bitch. I, don't know. I thought it was I thought it was S O E, not S O B. Oh, sorry. S is in Sam, O is in October. E as in Edwardian. Or entomology or encephalitis. O three twenty is at a time? O three hundred? Can we can we check the I don't know, do we have like a schedule? Like would O three twenty be a train stop? Um SOA. Um you do have staff around. The chef de brigade for one person who you've already met number numerous times. Well, we have a um I guess a map of spots that were oh it's one of the, the um staff members. Um the, the, the well the chef de brigade's there, he says he says we should be arriving in uh, Svilingrad on the way to Sofia at 320. That's where they do the police inspection. Hmm. See, you end up getting inspected when you leave a country, when you cross the border, and then when, you, when you're in the country. Only unlike airplanes in our country, they just let you guys sleep through it and they just check your, your papers. But that doesn't make, well, you didn't say who he was sending the telegram to, did you? Who? Who I, who I was sending a telegram to? Who? Who? Or you? Yeah. Who he was sending it to? No. Join SO. So it's if SOE. Maybe that's a name. Join SOE. Initials. It could be. It could be a, Place, maybe, 
a train station urgent join at SOE, which might be a train station. Um, 0320 will be a time. It could also be, um, it could also be instructions to attack uh, the train. I don't know. Like one of those uh, old cowboy, you know, uh, stories where the robbers would come and rob the train or something. Who knows? What do you think? I don't. And I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, I'm not making any sense. It's it's late. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's our it's our our four hours up. Let's wake one of these these fellows up. I was just gonna say, I what if I think we should go wake them. They're probably not even asleep yet. We should go wake up the others and just tell them that we think we just saw Macriat. Yeah, I mean, uh, this might be our only chance to figure him out to get him. Yeah. Um. And I think Eldridge is the best. Uh, he's good at these sort of puzzles. So um, I will go and I will uh, attempt to wake up uh, Eldridge. I'll also check on on the uh, his his roommate. I'll stop and knock on the door of Doctor Keith. Okay. Um, Doctor Keith. Um, let's, let's get back to them for a second. Uh, Dr. Keith, when you arrive back at your room, um, uh, Elena Constanza is sitting there quietly reading a book and she's, she like, when you walk in, she like smiles and she says, ready for bed. Oh yes. Yes. I, I do find these, uh, these train journeys rather tiring, you know? Well, you know, if you listen to the rhythm of the the train tracks, it, it, it tends to just take you right into sleep. And she says, uh, so I heard someone say that you were a, no, wait, did you tell her that you were an archaeologist or an anthropologist? What are I'm, you? I'm an historian. An historian. You told her that. I'm sorry. Yes. I was trying to think of if she knew it or not. Um, she says, so uh, you're a historian. You said that you've written a book. Um, I've, I've I've written several books. Yes, I, I find that remarkable. What what area of history are you most interested in? Well, um, my my most recent book um, was actually uh, uh, focused on the history and folklore of the pre-Columbian Eastern United States, um, particularly um, some obscure mythological cycles of the uh, Wampanoag Indians. My, my goodness, I, that's way off of left field. <laughs> yes, they're, 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 they're very strange tales they have. So many people I, I, I've ever heard of doing history is usually English history. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a terribly interesting topic. You know? There's so hmm. little we know of, 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 of uh, beliefs before the... Uh, how, uh, uh, what, what sort of interest did you have in, uh, in Constantinople? Well, um, I've just been uh, really seeing, seeing the old world, saying, saying goodbye to it, doing my grand tour before I, I relocate permanently to the United, United States. 
Um, hmm. we, we, we came across some uh, bits and pieces connected to a rather obscure matter. And uh, we, 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 uh, we sort of got sidetracked looking into that. A sort of historical puzzle. Hmm? Very much so, yes. Very interesting. Well, you'll have to tell me all about it sometime over tea, maybe tomorrow. Yes, yes, I'd look forward to that if you're if, if you're up to it. It's 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 uh, much of it is rather dry, I'm afraid. But, uh... Well, I've read a lot of dry stuff. <laughs> she says, uh, she says some of that is the most interesting stuff. Don't I uh, I won't keep you up any longer. I'll uh, I'll finish. You know, I've I've done reading my book. We'll we'll go to sleep. Yes, I'll just pop my curlers in. Because I don't believe, outside the game, that you can, one person can stay up and the other person sleep. Because the bunks have to, I think the bunks fold up against the walls. So yes, once yes. you unfold them, <laughs> the room is kind of converted. All right. Uh, Eldridge, when you get back to your room, Gatling is on the top bunk snoring away. Thank God. All right. Uh, I would like, Eldridge, I would like you to do a power roll. A power power? roll? Okay. I got a one. Wow. You fall right to sleep. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Because that's what I was going to do. If you'd failed it, that snoring would have kept you up all night. Well, don't worry. Rupert was good for one thing, and that's booze. I'd drink myself into a stupor. Let's go. Right. So, Frank and Dawkins, you are coming to wake them up. <laughs> All right. It is now, uh, let's see, about uh, it says 11. Five. So, the, so no time has really passed. It's right. It's about 11, uh, 11.50. It's approaching midnight. Sorry, Eldridge. What are you doing? And I just kind of like turn over. I, I need your expertise just for a moment. If you get back to sleep afterwards. I can get back to sleep, but I kind of like finger up that, uh, that Gatling up on the top bunk snoring away, and I kind of slip out of bed. You can hear that the clicking of the train is slowing, so you're probably once again approaching another spot where police are going to get on then. So Dawkins, where where are we going? Are we going to back to the we'll the lounge to, car? Yeah, we'll go to the lounge. And w- once I'm there, um I will share the information that I uh, see if you can make any sense of it. Well which part would you like me to make sense of? This message. What do you what do you think SOE Um, I, I, I imagine the uh, zero three two zero is time. Um, it's either time or it's a uh, combination. It's a four-coded lock, but uh, SOE. I mean OE, Orient Express. I don't know what the S means. Hmm. It's instruction. And if the M means Macriot, it means he's obviously giving some sort of direction to someone, which means right. 
which means that we are correct. He is not working alone. Okay. Um, so, what was the next stop that we, that the uh, train was going to? Uh... As far as you know, there's a short stop at the Greek at the Greek border, and then uh, that's that's around twelve twenty. Um, and then 320, you will be at uh, Svilingrad uh, in Bulgaria, where this whole sort of process is going okay. to begin again with border guards. And Okay. Tom, which line are we on? Which uh, line? Yeah. The Orient Express has two, as, as, as Jeff points out in the, uh, in the comment. The, the Orient Express has two lines. Mm -hmm. In this time, it's got the the classic, and then it's got the the the, the simplum. I can I probably no. I'm best if you're that. if you're looking at the uh, the map that I gave you originally, mm -hmm. it's the simplum. It's the red one. So we're go. So we are going on the simplum because that goes. If I if uh, that that's why I said where is that Venice because I don't know where it begins. I know that it goes through. Milan, uh, if it goes through Milan, Venice, and all those places, then that means we're on, we're already on it. So, Correct. You are. So, so I, I relay this to Dr. Dawkins. We are on the SOE, the Simplon Orient Express. He's giving instructions at a specific time to join with right. the Express. Which sounds like it would be um, that 320 stop. All right, so we know, well, I, 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 that's, okay, so another brain teaser for you and me, Dr. Dawkins, is Emil Macriot, or is he a messenger of Macriot? Hmm. Well, if he's a messenger, it, it really doesn't matter, because we know that there's going to be more. So right now, it gives us... Uh, a chance to prepare. Perhaps. But how, but how are we going to? I mean, one, we can keep an eye out. Um, two, I don't think that um, maybe, with the exception of that, the one person that might have that was peering out at me when I returned from the train. But. Um, Maybe that was Macriot, or maybe it was one of his uh, his goons. I mean, I'm thinking it might have been one of his people. Um, let's see. What we can do is we can keep an eye out for this one fellow. Um, we see who might also join up with him and um we'll have a better idea of who we're up against Dawkins, why do you think he's giving instructions why does he need more people on the train he has the he has the, the simulacrum he could kill us at any point in time well to to slow us down maybe to set us up maybe to commit a murder or some sort of crime and frame us for it, which will delay us. Uh, all right. I mean, hey, if I was in his shoes and I had a group of guys 
uh, after me, I would try my best to stall them. And even though we could probably prove that we had nothing to do with whatever crime, it'll take time. Time will give him uh, enough chance to slip away once he gets to England and, you know, do his cleansing ritual and then destroy, uh, destroy the, the evidence of that so that we're stuck with our, uh, this curse, basically. Well, now that you've discovered this, and I point at the, uh, the telegram, you've got bigger problems. It's now no longer who is Macriot, it's now who is Macriot and who is Macriot's associates. Right. Every, every single one of them, for all we know, could be a member of the Skinless Cult or a member of uh, Macriot's clique. I was thinking that. So now we really can't trust anyone. Everyone on this train could maybe an innocent. Everyone on this train may not. Yeah. That's why I still uh, suggest that we, we stay to ourselves. You don't think that we should question the others? The other people on the, on the car? Well, I would imagine Frank um, mentioning that, you know, he's going to try to try a sort of switch with his roommate. Um, so at least two of us can be in, in the same car with one another. That way, you know, we don't have to worry about um, our roommates, you know, possibly being in, in league with him, with uh, Montreal. What if... What if we... Okay, what if we, 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 then this, this is me just spitball. What if we talk to our car mates, just the people in the car with us, and we find out intimate things about them, and we see if there's any holes in their story? Well, that's assuming that they want to share intimate things with Well, we'd have to gain their trust, sure, or if it's Macriot, have them think that we don't know anything um, and, and we're just and we're just oblivious and naive uh, just trying to talk to people but if we were to possibly find let's say for instance someone says oh I can speak this language and one of us can speak that language and they say something in that language and they don't know how to speak it the, the simulacrum doesn't give infinite knowledge it only gives it only gives the appearance of, oh, I'm British, I'm Turkish, I'm Indian, I'm whatever. Maybe we can find a hole, a hole big enough that we can latch onto it. It's a stretch, but that's all I have. Also, 11 o'clock at night, you woke me up, and I'm very tired. No, that's fine. Um, and you basically helped me out. I was wondering about this, and yeah, thank you. Wow. What was the what was the time on the the telegram again? Uh, three uh, three o'clock, three twenty uh, a a.m. And right, the train right. is stopping in a, a small little place where the the Greek police are getting on. Uh, it's, it's now twelve oh one a.m. Right. Well, 
Oh. Maybe it's not... Maybe a guest isn't coming on the car. Maybe it's police. Hmm. We are going through Belgrade. And if you remember correctly, in Belgrade, they were in, they infiltrated everything. They may be coming to arrest us or harm us or pull us off a drain for whatever reason. Perhaps. Well, you let me know how that goes and I stand up. I'm tired and uh, my shift hasn't started yet. Yeah, it's messed. How, how are you feeling? Um, I don't know how. Uh, how am I feeling, Tom? How is my arm and my stomach? Um, the problems that you have. Well, your your the poisoning has kind of gone away. You've got some bread in your stomach, and you're just feeling really tired. Is has my arm has the splotch on my arm spread? Um, maybe a little bit. <sighs> All right. Well. Dawkins, did you, did you mention your leg? Yeah. Uh, I want to correct something, though, that you said. You said Belgrade. Stalingrad is where it Well, uh, Svilingrad, uh, S-V-I-L, Svilingrad. Right. It's just a little town. But and the next big town is Sofia. And, and we're not stopping there, are we? Where? Sofia. Yeah. How we are? Right. Yeah, of course. Okay, well. You're going to stop at all the same places you stopped on the other direction. Well, if we stop at all the, the, the original stops, it means that, like I said, the, uh, the cops, they, they could get bored at 311, arrest us, unless at 311 we land in Sofia. Do we have a... Do we have a, a list of all of our stops all the time? Or is it just like we stop uh, and stop? All of that is easily uh, available to you. Uh, you will not get into Sophia until 11.15 uh, tomorrow morning. Which means that we're going to have to make a stop at a frontier post. And Yeah, you've already done some of that. Now you're, now you're going into uh, other. There's a lot of them along here because you're cr crossing into one country and then another. Um, but Svilingrad, yeah, that's in Bulgaria. Yeah, and, and we're there gonna... will be pull there will be police getting on. All right. Um, so we need to stay on guard at three eleven because we're gonna get something. Something's gonna happen. Someone's either gonna board the train or someone's gonna attack us, or a lot of people are gonna board the train and attack us, or a lot of people are just gonna board the train, or just one person just boards the train. I don't know. But. It's not my shift. And uh, I'll go uh, I'll go see if Frank is... Uh, is I don't know. Where, where is Frank? I couldn't yeah. wait, Dr. Keith. I turn to, to Frank and I say, you were trying to get Dr. Keith to wake for this? Yeah, we... Dr. Dawkins thinks he just saw Macriot. We, we have a chance. Well, maybe not Macriot, but a messenger of Macriot, which means there's 
more of them on board than we thought. If anything else happens, wake, wake up. us up. If okay. when when we arrive at three eleven, wake us up. Okay. Three twenty. Well, I want to wake them up before. Okay. Maybe maybe three o'clock. Alright, that's fine. Frank, do an idea roll for me. Sixty-four is a pass. It's the idea that you've heard that you've, you've been knocking on the wrong door. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. That, that was a, that was a broom cupboard. <laughs> it's Your only chance lies in a in a live reenactment of Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. I'm somewhat insane. Yeah, Jeff, how 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 deep insane is uh, is Frank? Purple. We don't have we don't have we don't have uh, we don't have counters, so I can't. So I have no idea. I know that. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil that for for everybody listening, but I know Keith's. We all know Doctor Keith's. My answer was purple. My answer was purple. That's pretty low. That's a pretty low color. <laughs> uh, I lost a shit ton back in Constantinople. I lost a ton. So. And it doesn't seem as though I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight. Nope. I mean, I, w I was just woken up like two hours in, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go back to bed. Okay. Okay, got your message, Tom. Okay. Um, so, uh, Frank and Eldridge, what are you guys doing? You're going to stay up? Right. No, I'm going to bed. Goodbye. Well, I know you are, Eldridge. And Bye. Elizabeth, you're still asleep. Take your silence. Yes. I guess <laughs> you can't answer. Uh, Dr. Keith. Um, all right, so, uh, Frank, what are you going to do? Go back to Dr. Dawkins. Yeah. Um, Eldridge. You get back to your room. Uh, Gatling is still sound asleep, snoring away. Uh, he seems oblivious. Uh, you've The lights are down low because you don't want to wake him up. Um, you think just before you get into bed that you hear a kind of an odd flump sort of sound uh, coming from outside the train. A flump like the sound of wet flesh? Something. Yay! Just an instant and it's gone. Uh, right outside of uh, of my window, or well, my window? you just you hear it, and at first you don't have any concept of what it is, but 
then what you just said dawns on you, I guess. Yay! All right, so I'm immediately going to get up, and I march back in to the, uh, into the lounge, and I push open the door, and I say, something's on the train. That's what we were trying to tell you before. No, something is on the train, as in I think one of those flush things flew in and is now on the train. Something impacted with the train and it was gone. It was on the was it was it on the? Could I place it? Was it on the roof? Was it? It wasn't an impact on the train. It was a noise. Okay. Well, it sounds like. There was there was a noise. Was it out? It was outside, correct? Yeah. Um, there was a wet. Throat. I guess. I guess as it seemed. Do an idea roll for me. I'll give you an idea roll, Bucko. Thirty-six out of seventy. That is not a hard. Well, it sounded maybe like. I don't know. A sack of potatoes. Guys, a sack of potatoes on board the train. No, a, a sack of potatoes that sort of maybe fell out of the train and hit we're the moving. ground right outside. We're moving, right? Yeah, you're moving. Yeah, we left. Yeah. Oh no! It just changed bodies. He just changed bodies. He threw someone off the train. So either someone, either someone else is on board the train posing as someone, or he has changed bodies. Or maybe you guys are right. Maybe you guys are right. He needs to kill in order to assume their form. You said you heard this from your cabin. I heard it from my cabin. Did you hear it in here? No. So it had to. So it. So I. So was it loud enough for me to determine if it was like next door to me? No, you. You aren't sure that. That the problem is is that you almost dismissed it when you heard it. But then. And it was only later that you thought, "Wait a second, that was kind of a weird noise." So putting it back together in your head afterwards, you're really not sure. Yeah, but it's but it sounds like something, something limp, something fell, fell out, out of the train, hit yeah. the snow, and spun in the snow. Okay, well that that sounds like a body, and I have listened to enough of this podcast to know that when Tom says a sack of potatoes, he means a body. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so so there's so he has he has assumed I'm gonna say that he's assumed in my form. I'm gonna completely dismiss my my original statement that he can just change randomly. He needs I, I I now I now agree with you guys. He needs to have a form and he needs to consume the form or kill someone with the simulacrum to assume the form. I don't know. But someone's dead. Someone's 100% dead. 
And now I think that maybe at the time no one was Makriat, but now someone is. And it's probably... We're in the lounge car right now, right? Correct. The salon, yeah. And and our regular car is attached to this car? Or are there more cars in between? There's quite a few cars in between, yeah. Oh, shoot. So it could have come from any... Uh, yeah, I was trying to get to the point that this being this late at night, it was probably another employee, but it could be anybody. But I heard it. Which means it could have, it was nearby my car or our car. Let's let's try some some deduction here. Um, which side of the train um, is Eldridge's uh, his cabin? I mean, if it's if we're looking at the box uh, car from um, going. North to south, which side is he on? Is he on the western side or the eastern side? I'm looking at the bottom. I think they're all on the same side. All the all the rooms are on the same side. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to assume that that that's going so. If if we're if we're facing the engine, okay. If we're facing the engine, then the last room in this car is Eldridge's. So if we're facing the engine, is the engine um, situated on the southern side of this box or on the northern side? Uh, that would mean that all of your rooms are on the left hand side. Okay. But um, it would also mean that whatever it was could have come from any of the other rooms on the true. train. Um, the question Can is... I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to clarify, Tom, when you first gave us the room assignments, you told us that Eldritch was in rooms three and four. Did I write it wrong one here? I, you're correct. You're in, you're in room one. I was in one and two. That's right. He's in three and four. So other than your rooms, uh, you and the opera singer, it would, could have come from anybody else's room. Why don't I go wake up Dr. Elizabeth? Um, perhaps my knocking. Good luck. As you know, Frank, and I stand up. I'm very good with people. She sleeps like a rock. We will see. And I walk. And I go, and I go up to the door, and I just... And I just oh, bang really hard. And man. I just constantly, I keep banging until someone opens the door. Fight you. What? What is, what is it? Who is it? What? What? You I'll also wake up, uh, of course, Elena. Oh, I, I know. What on earth's going on? Isn't that horrible man next door? That, uh, that English Montebank who keeps trying to uh, seduce us? No, it's, 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 it's one of my. Uh... It's one of my traveling companions. What what on earth's going on? Is everything okay? Yes, everything is fine. Dr. Keith, I'd like you to come with me into the lounge car. I'm sorry for waking everyone up. Bloody hell. 
time is it? I have no idea. I do not wear a watch when I'm asleep. It's probably give, give around one thirty. Give, give me a give me a moment. I can't I can't go out there dressed like this. I'll meet you in there in a moment. Well, I think that I'll, I should I'll definitely escort you, and I kind of give you a look. I should definitely well, escort you. Well, wait there then. I'll just pull some clothes on. No problem. And I'm I going just, out there in my dressing gown. And I turn around with my curlers in. Do you need any help, Doctor Keith? No. You're taking I'm a very the door at this point. You're taking a very long time. So I will. I will um, busy myself and and. Um, Doctor Keith, do a psychology poll. On the, you're doing this on Elena. Uh, no, I got a 71 out of 40 there. Okay. Elena seems very, you know, it's all right, dear. You know, uh, um, she seems, she's probably upset, but she's British, so she doesn't let you know it. I don't, I don't know what's up with him. I, I know he was feeling ill, but, uh, goodness knows why he's chosen to wake me up. I'm honestly not that sort of doctor. Um... She doesn't comment, but there's an odd look on her face, like maybe it's recognition, or maybe it's... She seems like a very intelligent woman. Does she seem like she's figured out that something's going on that we're not telling her about? Yeah, maybe. Mm it's the old sack of potato thing. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you've learned to read me. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I, I shall finish getting ready and then and go outside and see what on earth uh, Aldrich wants. Okay. Do you always take this long? I, I take take as long as it takes to to make myself look respectable, and the one we we are the Orient Express, you know. Shirt, pants, some... shoes, trousers, dear trousers. Oh. Pants are something one wears under one's trousers, and certainly not something one would wear to the dining car of the Orient Express. Um. I then kind of point the way to the dining car, saying, uh, in, in a whisper, I believe that something has happened to one of the guests on the car. Oh, dear. Do, do, heard, we, do, we, do we know who? I heard it from my room as I was trying to go back to sleep after Dawkins told me Macriot plans to bring people on board at about 3.30. How, how do you know this? Dawkins apparently followed uh, a mill, the conductor of the car, down to the telegraph office at a frontier outpost where he sent the message. So either a mill is Macriot or is one of the goons. But now, 
we believe that Makriyat has assumed the form, or at least I have, assumed that Makriyat has assumed one of the forms of someone in this car. And this and this middle chap seems to be the prime suspect, eh? Well, a mill is either Makriat or a goo. So if we still see a mill after tonight, it means that he is a goo. Or or the thing that fell off trade wasn't a body. What do you mean? Well, what if what if he is Emil? If he is Emil, couldn't couldn't the thing that fell off the train be the real Emil's body? And I kind of you know give a look, and then I push open the dining car door and kind of beckon her inside. Um, I I shall go whence beckoned. So, as I close the door, what do we do? Do we stay up and wait? Do we go looking? If there's a body, there's blood. Well, look, if it, if, if, if he's taken, if he if he's killed one of one of the people on the train, and taken their identity, then there are two things that we could reasonably assume. And those two things are that one, Emil won't be on the train anymore because he'll now have a different form, and two, we've only got three suspects, haven't we? Because if he's taken someone's, if he's if he's killed someone and dumped their body, and it's someone in the the carriage in in which you were, in which we all are, then it's got to be someone who's who's in a in a room on their own. Because otherwise, there will be a witness. Yes, we can a hundred percent rule out Jack as the consumed form. Jack was in the room with me, and I was awake when I heard the noise. Well, similarly with um, Elena. So it could be anyone from Luigi to uh, Nakamura. Well, it wouldn't be the, um, the, the, the Comte de Bruzzi and his wife or Mr. Gronig and Mr. Haddad, because they were all sharing rooms with each other, so each would have been the other's witness, but, as it were. But, Dr. Keith, something I didn't tell you was that Dawkins told me that someone was watching him as he left the telegram office following a mill. So there are at least two people on board associated with this. Only one has the, the simulacrum. One has to be Makriat. Whether that be a mill or that be someone 
the person that was looking out. So if Emil has, has disappeared, then we're looking at... Quick, quick question. Tell me where each of you is located. Where, where Eldridge and, and Elizabeth, where are you? I assume I'm standing. Well, no, where exactly on the train are you? We're in the dining car. Uh, okay, with the, the dining car. Okay, that's all I need. Yeah, you're all in the, the dining car. We're all in the dining car. Okay. I'm standing probably off to a corner. Um, are you going to stay in the dining car? What What are you... Um, between now and 3.20, what are you going to do? Well, I, I don't particularly want to sit up all night. Um, my, my plan, I suppose, if, if there's nothing left to discuss and nothing more constructive to do, I would rather go back to bed for an hour or two. I can't sleep, especially knowing that Macriatas wandering around, slitting people's throats and throwing them off the train. Well, we, we don't know that. All we know is that you, you heard the sound of of something bulky dropping from the train. Yeah, but I don't think a literal sack of potatoes is dropping out of the Orient Express into the snow. Well, I mean, given the standard of their food on this trip, it's it's, it's possible it could be. I mean, people, people getting poisoned and vomiting. Who knows what they're getting rid of? Talkings, do you remember anything else from your encounter? Yeah, I was trying to trying to um, picture in my head uh, where was the cart of the fellow who was or seemed to be spying on me when I when I entered. Was that ahead? Was that north or south? Of do a do an idea roll for me. Sort of going back through your memory. Uh, 33 out of 80. What you, what you can deduce is that it very well could have been Emil. It could have been him going back inside. You then ran to the telegraph office and as you were coming back, he peeked out and saw you. And if he saw you... He changed form. Uh, yes. Yeah, he can so shall we leave it there? Just before you get to uh, Svelingrad. Yes. Can you so. on that bombshell? Can you yes. answer Wayne's question though? Because I'm curious if now. What was his question? Uh, where did he see him peek out at? In other words, was it further up the train, away from our car? I was um, just to figure out if it's north or south and. Which direction is the train moving? Because if, if um, I'll be able to deduce where the body might have fell from. Um, oh well, if, you, if now that you think about it, you're pretty sure he didn't stick his head out of a of a person's window. 
he stuck it. He he peeked out from between cars. So he could have walked either way on the train. You're pretty sure it was to your to your right that he peeked out at you. Further towards the engine. Correct. Okay. And we're at the back. So basically I'm just trying to can we use this information yeah, to rule out everyone in our car? Yeah, because that's what well, I was wondering. Because if it's if it was the next car up closest to the the uh, the engine, it doesn't have right? anything at all to do with okay, him no being in a room or anything like that. Okay. okay, all right. This the train wasn't moving when this happened. So no, no. I was what I was saying here is if the person. Or we're assuming that the sound that Eldridge heard was a body leaving the train. I'm wondering if it was the cart ahead of us. So if somebody was tossed out of the window or tossed off the train, and that it cart could ahead of have us, been. However, that would have been quite a ways away. Yeah, but I mean, if the train is moving at a certain speed, um, as the body's being tossed out, what? Eldridge could have heard is the body hitting the ground as the train passed by. Well, I'm not a mathematician, so I can't do all the. He can barely tell that okay. he actually heard anything at all. He's guessing, but where that where that noise came from, how far away it came from, you really can't guess. If he'd have had his head stuck out the window, it might have got torn off. He might have seen it. Right. Might have been the last thing he's seen. Hmm. But uh, you can oh. guess that it came from ahead of you, which could have been any of the other cabins. Obviously, right. you've ruled some of them out, which is good. Okay. Well, thank you, because I was, I was going to do the math on it um, in between the... Uh, sessions but now that you told me i don't have to i, I, I really thank you for that because i suck at that so all right well our players included thomas mckeon mick swan jeff wilkins and wayne worthy with myself as the keeper of the secrets our current production uh, our current production we are currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. I'm very happy to say that we have a new patron, Tim Hart. Uh, he's pledged a whopping $15 a month. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.